and we are back with the Afterwatch. We're watching Demon Slayer, Episode 3 of Season 1, Sabato and Makomo. I'm Tim. This is Ashley. <laughs> so last time you were telling me you liked this episode a lot. Yeah, we get to be introduced to new, like a few, a couple new characters. Yeah, there. we get some new characters. I, I think, yeah. And a right lot now, of time has passed, too. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, too, actually. Before we get into it, though... We do want to uh, remind you guys uh, to subscribe if you haven't already. Let other people know we're talking about Demon Slayer here. I'm excited, especially as this story <laughs> starts ramping up, because this is kind of like the preliminary, the training before he actually gets out there and starts, you know, <laughs> a wrecking shop. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait. I can't wait because he starts learning some of the... Anyway. Uh <laughs> Also, if there's something you guys want us to talk about here on the show, questions, comments, um, things you want us to bring up, uh, fictionalquestions at gmail.com is where you go to reach us. Also, give us a review over there on the Apple Podcasts or Audible. We always appreciate the kind words. Okay, it starts out with Tanjiro. He's writing in his journal. He's taking down, like, he says he's writing this down for Nezuko just so she knows what she missed. Yeah, I so feel like it goes up. Yeah. So, but he is worried actually about that. He even says like later on in the episode that he's worried that he's going to come back or wake up one day and she's just going to be dead because yeah, she's, she's been sleeping like for so long. Sleep. Yeah. It's almost like hibernation or something, right? Yeah. Well, it's because she hasn't had blood. So it's a weird thing where, you know, what happens to a demon if they haven't had blood? I don't think we've ever, or at least it seems like to these guys, I don't think they've ever seen this take place. Mm -mm. Or where a demon decided not to embrace that side of them, right? Yeah, they never... So she's just in, like, a coma because of that, right? Basically. Yeah, but she's not dying. It doesn't seem like she's withering away or anything. She just... It's, it just seems like a sleep. They even have a doctor come by, they say, to check. And it, he says everything seems to be fine. She's just sleeping. Anyway, but after he's writing in his journal, uh, Orokodaki comes in and basically says, All right, let, it's time to go. And so he starts his training up there in the mountains again, of course. And this is actually what this episode. There's a lot of time passes than this episode. It's it's I think it's two years in all in all, because mm -hmm. we have the first part where it's like a year of the guy training him. And then there's the test that comes later and it takes him almost a year for that, too. Well, so it's pretty crazy. And there's a lot. It just shows how much perseverance determination this guy has like he has he doesn't give up at one point he, he it seems like he's going to give up but he doesn't anyway we get a little background on the demon slayers that there are hundreds of them but that they operate outside of law outside of the government right mm -hmm. and uh so they're not recognized they have no and it's almost like they're vigilantes and that's kind of a demon slayer or even vampire slayer type of deal like they're on their own stealthing around killing vampires because you know the police aren't going to believe them or whatever right mm -hmm. or if it's one of those kind of stories i feel like <laughs> maybe the police are involved <laughs> or the government is involved <laughs> <laughs> anyway i don't think it goes down that route here probably not but no. no but uh we also hear that a demon's stable food is human makes sense and then their uh, wounds will heal almost immediately and they have all these supernatural powers sometimes. The, the more power, you know, the stronger they are, the more powers they get. And the only way they can be killed is either by sunlight or decapitation with a special type of weapon. Sounds a lot like a vampire, right? Mm-hmm. 
Except for maybe some of the powers. I don't know. But sometimes vampires have powers. They do. They can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just depends on what storyline. Yeah, exactly. As long as it's not the sparkly kind, right? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We won't bring them up. Anyway, so Tanjiro has to survive this final selection process to join. But before he even gets there, Urukadaki has to sign off on him. So... He's doing all these, you know, he's training again. He's the traps. They're going off all around him. He's doing kind of the same thing that we saw before, but it's more and more. It's almost like, is he trying to kill him at some point? We see like all these knives coming at him, pits with just blades sticking up. It's getting harder and harder, but I think that that ramping up is just trying to get him to use more and more of his, uh, you know, what he's learning. Mm -hmm. I I feel like. He can't just rest or or stay at the same level. These people have to be, I don't know, almost superhuman to take on demons since they're pretty much superhuman as well. Yeah. So that's what all this training is all about. Urukadaki gives him a sword. And then so he has to start running around with that. And it starts at first it's throwing his weight off. So he's having a hard time evading the traps and everything like that. Uh, we see him swinging and... <laughs> There's a moment where he's like, 999? Okay, 1,000 swings. And we're like, oh my gosh, 1,000. He's like, (laughs) 500 more. (laughs) There's a lot of these almost cartoony moments where it, it, uh, there's, what is that moment where he gets kicked off the cliff and he's like almost scrambling in the air like it's a Bugs Bunny cartoon or something? (laughs) Looney Tunes. But uh, I, I think it's just mixing it up, making a little fun. Um, he starts uh, training with the sword. He learns how fragile they are and how you have to hold them in a certain place and apply force where the blade, you know, where it's the strongest. You have to kind of strike along with the swing because otherwise the sword will break if you do it the wrong way. So especially when they're, you know, sometimes you're only going to get that one shot in. You have to make it count. (laughs) So you see them slicing trees and all kinds of different things as they're going through this training. It's pretty funny. At one point, I think the funniest thing that I saw, though, was when he's training to fall down and then recover quickly. He's like, today I'm learning how to fall down and then get back up really quick. He has to, at one point, attack Urukadaki. Uh, and, you know, the old man, he he doesn't have a weapon or anything, but he keeps just throwing him over his shoulder, just, just like nothing. Every time, just throwing him over. But... Uh, we get introduced to the total concentration breathing at this point. It's explained later on, I think. But at this point, he starts talking about it. And then he's going to teach him the breathing in all 10 forms. And we see him kind of striking poses, almost like kind of like kata or something. But he's just getting beat up by Urukadaki every time because he's not doing the poses right. No. So it's like, I don't know if he's not sucking in his gut enough or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, but it's it's all very precise. Um, and we learn why later on. But I guess there's something to do with taking in this long breath and the oxygen has to flow into every cell of your body, of all of your blood and everything. And it enhances healing. It energizes your spirit. I know. What do you I, think of that? I think that's a I think that's. That's pretty cool. I, I mean, I I really feel like this this has to do with I I don't want to say because I don't know too much of like uh, relaxation exercises or different things. I I feel like it comes from some of that. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, yeah, like uh, a part of me while I was watching was like, 
maybe I should start breathing more. Like, taking, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. You know, like maybe I'm not trying to like fight demons, but maybe de-stress or something. Just like, you know, like taking in and just like, does that really? I, I, I was wondering, like, when you're taking the oxygen, does it really like populate inside all your blood? Like, just do what it's doing, like energize all over. You? A part of me doesn't think so, but it seems pretty. Yeah, cool. it seems cool. <laughs> yeah, and it it's also a somewhat plausible explanation for what's about to happen or what they're going to be doing very fantastical type of uh attacks and things that are going to be happening very soon mm-hmm. um but yeah at first he's not doing the forms correctly he's just getting beat up and uh, he gets thrown off the cliff into the water i love the moment where he's just like floating in there or or that, or there's the one moment where the waterfall is just coming down on top of him. He's just like standing there, like, I'm doing this for Nezuko. <laughs> <laughs> but she's still sleeping. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's been months. Months. Six he months. Says at, six six months at that point. Yeah. And that's when we, yeah, we have that moment of him talking about how he's scary. He's going to wake up and she'll just be dead, but not so much, not yet. And as the time is going on, he's getting better and better at t- deflecting these attacks. Uh, all the traps and everything. So after one year, uh, Urukadaki leads him up there and says, okay, I've taught you all I can, all I'm going to do. <laughs> so the next part's up to you. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. leaves. But his last thing is what he has to do to get to the next level. Here's this huge boulder. Mm-hmm. And what he says you have to do, you have to take your sword and cut the boulder in two. And you're just like, no way. <laughs> How is that even going to happen? Like in your logically, I don't see how it's going to happen. He even tries it at first. He tries hitting it and, you know, just it just shakes and rattles him to the core. He's not getting anywhere. And and you got to think that it's almost like the story is taking a mythological, almost a very thematic point of view to perseverance and determination. This is like one of those impossible task type of things. Like, uh, in a way of quantifying it, right? Because it doesn't seem logical that he would be able to cut through a rock, like solid rock with a sword. And he's about to give up. It takes about six months and he can't cut it. He's blistered his hands. He's holding his breath. He's trying to do all the different things that he can do. Exercising. He All the things, luckily he wrote down in his journal what he was doing every day. So now that the, you know, Orc Dog, he's not telling him what to do. He's still able to exercise and, and keep the process going. But he even, you know, even with exercise and working out and all this stuff, he's not able to cut through the rock. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, it's a, it's a big boulder. It's a rock. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. impossible, you think, I mean. Yeah, so he's, he's about to give up. Yeah. And then the... this dude with a fox mask shows up. <laughs> He just starts calling him slow, immature, you know, he needs to actually go for it. Like persevere, keep doing it. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd take the fighting stance and he's worried that he's going to hurt him. He's got the sword and the, and the guy in the fox pass just kind of laughs and he's like, I appreciate your concern, yeah, but just you. come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, they start going at it and, and Tanjiro immediately sees that he's outmatched. This guy is really good. And just beating him on all levels. He's like very forceful. He's very yeah. He like just goes for it. Yeah, and and kind of breaks him down to the point where he realizes he has so much more to learn. It's been what a year and a half at this point, and he's just striking out. 
So he tells him that he needs to start working on that total concentration breathing that we got earlier. And he needs to, what, pound it into the marrow of his bones. Like, he's, I guess, what's the, what's the thing he says? You've memorized what it is. Your body doesn't, like, claim it. It doesn't know what to do. You've just, you kind of, it's like a person who kind of knows the trivia, but doesn't understand how to do something. Mm-hmm. And so he's just getting beat down by this guy. And that's when this girl approaches and she's much, she's kind of like good cop to the <laughs> to the other one, to the bad cop, right? She's mm-hmm. nicer. She talks him through all the different sword styles. And he actually kind of thinks that she's really cute. And, you know, I, I, I feel like he kind of likes her, but also because she's helping him along the way, right? She's correcting his bad habits. And I guess you come to find out that they're doing it for Urukadaki. I guess they were orphans that were raised by him. Just like there's, I guess, other people out there, other kids that they say are watching you too right now. But these two are helping him, trying to figure it out and just work on all the things that he, you know, bring him to up to the next level. The total concentration breathing, allowing him to fight with the strength of a demon. And he just doesn't understand. He's like, how do I learn that? Well, you have to train until it kills you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so that's that's kind of what this is all about. Anyway, six months later, it all changes because it's his first time that he he actually wins. And we see that moment where they're zipping around and Tanjiro's actually kind of doing the same thing that the others are doing, right? They're kind of, he's almost like the flash. They're like zipping in and out of vision. Like you could see him and then all of a sudden you don't. Uh, and of course, this time Sabato is is fighting. We find out that the guy's name Sabato and the girl's Makomo. Um, he's fighting with a real sword this time. But not only that, Tanjiro wins and he brings down a slash mm-hmm. that actually uh, cuts the mask off. Right? I know and that was so cool. Yeah. So the mask splits in half, and the guy is kind of smiling. It's kind of relief, but he says it's kind of sad. Yeah. And then the girl's there and they both kind of disappear. They kind of walk away and and leave him. And suddenly he realizes that it's not them anymore. It's him and the rock, but he's actually cut through the rock. Yeah. And it's this amazing moment. It gets me every time. Like he actually did it. He actually persevered past, you know, all, you know, it's like you go past and beyond what you think is possible. Yeah. And I think that shows a lot about what it takes to really, I don't know, be a hero, right? Isn't that what this is about? Like, uh, mm-hmm. we we see that, you know, all these, whatever, all the strength and abilities that Tanjiro has moving forward were really hard fought with this. And so it, it took him two years of learning. I guess it's just to show you that um, it wasn't easy, right? Yeah. I think that people have a lot more, what would you say? They have a lot more respect for people who really push and make a difference by trying hard instead of having everything kind of given to them, right? What do they call that? Like a Mary Sue or something in a story where they just, they're automatically just the best at everything. <laughs> That's kind of how it ends. Anyway, uh, we get a Taisho, another Taisho secret, and they're talking about uh, Urukadaki and why he wears a mask. And they're saying that it, the reason is because demons thought his face was too kind. So it's almost like there's another kind of similarity with Tanjiro, right? And maybe when he was saying that Tanjiro was too kind, like he was calling him out on that last time, maybe it's something that he had to work on himself. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's maybe part of it? 
Like he's saying that was a weakness that he had to work on feeling something for these demons who are past the point of no return, right? Who are just killing um, humans and not caring about it. Like you have to get past the resolve and understand that you're actually helping the situation by getting rid of these creatures. Anyway, um, but I thought that was another, a nice little moment. It kind of works that he's the mentor, at at least in this story. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, what did you think of his long hair by the end? You saw Tanjiro, he had the long hair look going on. What did you think of that? Oh, that was cool. I liked Do it. Do you like that? Yeah. Does it was kind of cool, it? yeah. Does he keep it? I don't, I don't, I don't want to tell you. Okay. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, I mean, this isn't like a storyline that takes place in a in a short amount of time. This, you know, is many years. Oh. What? Because, what, the first episode, what did we say? There were 13, and now at this point, it's two years later. They're 15. He's almost 16. Oh, wow. So. I know things are moving yeah, I didn't and realize it's going to keep that. moving. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But next time we're going to see much more of the training and more tests because now that he's passed Orokodaki's test, he has to pass the actual Demon Slayer Core's test. Mm-hmm. But until then, our watch has ended. I've been Tim. This has been Ashley. All right. Take care, guys. Characters. Fictional characters. Am I am I getting through to you at all?